0: And for that message, I won't take too much time. I wanted to start in 1st John 3. 1st John chapter 3. And beginning in verse 1, God sort of sets a, a contrast here, John does, God through John, where he begins and says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called the children of God. Pastor Horan brought a little bit of that out in his message as we come back from the feast. He continues, Therefore the world doesn't know us, because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God, And it has been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. So this dichotomy here between what the world is like versus what we as the children of God are like, and that we know him, therefore it demands a sense of purity. Then he goes, he continues with a famous verse. We, we always pull it out as the definition of sin. Verse four continues, whoever commits sin also commits, depending on your translation, lawlessness. If you have the King James, it will say the transgression of the law and sin, for sin is the transgression of the law or, and sin is lawlessness. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins and in him there is no sin. Whoever abides in him does not sin. Whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. So again, this contrast of how God expects us to behave in relation to his law, and he defines sin here as the transgression of God's law. We know in other areas of scripture, God's law is defined as holy, righteous, and perfect. And as we consider this concept of sin in relation to God's law, I'm reminded of Deacon Jan's message a year or two ago on the three types of sin, sin, transgression, and iniquity back in the Hebrew you find that them used together in Exodus chapter thirty-three verse seven. We won't turn there, but the Hebrew words chatah, pisha, and avon on the the progressiveness of of sin. Bottom line is that what we can see here is sin is completely dependent upon the existence of the law. Certainly something that we would agree with. We talk about that a lot. In fact, I recall at the feast, Pastor Adrian used the word Torahlessness and linking linking that phrase back to the Torah. And we have, over the course of the last year, really put a focus here on on Torah, both here and in the Bible studies, and how all that we glean from Scripture, it should be seen through the lens of the Torah. Let's go back to Romans 3. just want to take a look at this concept of sin for a second. As we consider the definition of sin, at least one of them, that particular one, that it is the transgression of God's law, Back in Romans chapter 3, we again see sin linked to law, beginning in verse 21. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, so again, back to the, the Hebrew scriptures, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ, so again, linking, linking that concept of the gospel to all and on all who believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It, It will finish the sentence, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God sent forth as a propitiation by his blood, through faith, to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed, to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Long sentence, a lot in there. I wanted to focus on verse 23 as a, as a, um, secondary definition of sin that we've covered before, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. As we consider that concept, we know that the, one of the, the descriptions of sin that we have covered has been that sin is missing the mark. And part of that analogy comes from an archer who misses the target. Who falls short, as Paul describes it here? So, so far, this is stuff that we have covered many, many times. And again, as we come out of the feast and look forward to recommitting ourselves, as we heard in the sermon, and as we heard at the end of the feast, and as we all, as we all in our Q and A sessions, really committed to each other, the word Torah that we have really dug into over the last number of months and, and uh, weeks and months is. The Hebrew from Strong's, it's 8, 8451. When I say the word Torah, what word comes to mind? How would you, def- what would you say what Torah means? What would Torah mean? It's, we would, we would agree that it's, means the law. But there's more to that. We, and that, that's where I wanted to dive in here a little bit because I want, I'm looking at this uh, subject. When we hear the word Torah and we, and we just narrow it down to the word law, it doesn't do the word justice, and it doesn't do the concept justice. The word Torah in, in the Hebrew Scriptures is used two hundred and twenty times. Of course, it's something we hear about constantly. This is what we base as what base our lives around. The first five books of the Old Testament are known as the Torah for reasons that we that you know and we've covered. And, but Torah actually means not law; it's it's come to now to describe the law. But the word, the Hebrew word Torah, means direction teaching, and instruction. Direction, teaching, and instruction. And to me, this is fascinating when we consider this. If we limit our understanding of what that word means to the law, and we have our own set of glasses in this society, it becomes just a set of rules. But when we understand that Torah, and this concept of Torah, is direction, teaching, and instruction, and the law comes out of that, we can understand and we can better explain law versus grace arguments. The fact that, and the idea that law keepers are legalists. If it becomes just a set of rules, it's easy to understand how people will get the concept that law keepers are legalists and how grace would be contrary to the law. But when we understand it as a direction or a set of instructions or a way to teach, then this adds some color and some and some, some more meaning to it. That it's it expands the scope of the Torah beyond rules. So when you broaden your understanding of the word Hebrew word Torah and includes this concept of direction and instruction and teaching, when I hear these additional meanings, what I hear, I hear a way of life. I hear a way of life. Now we talk about that and we teach that, but when we apply that to the Torah and we've heard how everything needs to go back to the Torah and as we when we read the the prophets, and we read the writings, and we read the Gospels, and we read Christ himself. If we find it in the Bible, let's go back and visualize it through Torah. Understanding that Torah means teaching, and it means instruction. It means a specific direction. That really broadens that scope. This is why David can write an incredibly long psalm on the beauty of the law, because it is so much more than just a set of rules. If we go to Psalm 119... Psalm 119, that beautiful psalm that he wrote. And this is especially, well, it's important for all of us, as Pastor Horane said, when we come back from this feast, it's important that we recommit ourselves to this way of life. But as we you develop a relationship with God, the law is much more than just a set of rules I need to obey to keep my God happy. It becomes the way of life that you, the direction that you want to lead, the way he teaches you about what it means to be a child of his. And we see this beauty of the law, this, this understanding that David clearly understood because he fully grasped its scope. Verse 33, teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes and I shall keep it to the end. Give me your understand, give me understanding and I shall keep your law. Indeed, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Make me walk in the paths of your commandments for I delight in it. And then just skipping forward to verse 105 and we'll just leave it here. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So again, I didn't want to spend too much time here, but I want to take some time over the next couple of messages and this was the purpose I'd used the word of exhortation. here, was just sort of introduce this concept. If you didn't know something new and if you, if you were aware of this, just as a reminder that this word Torah is much more than rules the laws is so much vaster than simply a set of rules that our creator imposes upon us and we live to keep him happy it's a direction it's a teaching it's the way he communicates his, his way of life to us so i want to take some time over the next my, i've got two messages in november to explain in a broader underst- way the understanding of torah as it relates to direction teaching and instruction and how it impacts our walk as we come out of this feast and move forward one more thing before you go. The root word of Torah, Torah actually has a root word, and it is Hebrew thirty three eighty four in Strong's, and it is the word Yara, yarah, y a r a h. This and it's a verb, and it has several meanings, and all are, all are applicable. In fact, it does mean these, this root word, this root verb, does mean to direct, teach, or instruct, which really backs up why Torah means that. It also means to throw, cast, or shoot an arrow, which is interesting. When we consider the concept that to sin is to miss a mark, and we use the analogy of an archer missing his target, the root word of Torah actually means to shoot an arrow. And that so we can see how this concept of law and the breaking of God's law is really missing a mark in the same vein as as an archer. You either walk in the right direction and hit your target, or you fall off and you miss your target. So to break the law actually has Hebraic roots in the concept of an archer missing his target. So again, I just wanted to throw that out there for your consideration as we as uh, we prepare for, uh, as I get my mind around a couple of messages that I want to to talk about in regards to the Torah. But more to come on that in a couple of weeks.